Welcome back to episode two of Curious Things May Happen. I do apologize for taking so long to get out the second episode. Life has been rough. It has been strange. It has been 2020. This is one day before Halloween or Samhain. Today we're going to be talking about different ghost stories again. And the first one that I've got for you is about a little girl and her reincarnation. I've heard countless stories of this happening in one way or another with other children and I wanted to see if it's happening to anyone here. When my daughter was around four, she began to talk about the last time. She'd say things like, yeah, but that's what happened last time, not now. When I was older than you, not when you were my mom. When talking about things she remembered. One day we were sitting on my bed having a random conversation before bedtime. She said something like, but I was your grandma then. I died before you were born, so I wanted to meet you. When your sister died, I had to wait until you had a daughter. I was a twin, but my sister was stillborn. My sister never took a breath. My daughter had no idea. There's no way she could have known that at four years old. Just putting it out there, there's countless studies of children remembering things from past lives. My kids sure did. So I do find that really interesting. There have been many, many, like she says, countless examples of children who remember past lives. And it really does give kind of a backing to the possibility that we do reincarnate. That Buddhism, Hinduism, Paganism, and a lot of other religions were correct when it comes to reincarnation. Even Christianity says we do resurrect it just happens to be a resurrection in heaven. So it's really interesting to think about. I read one study about a child, I believe in Australia or Africa, one of the two that was in this tribal village. And she said that she remembered being this woman from a village that was way, way like miles away. Well, finally the word spread about this child because she remembered so much that the other village decided to come meet her and one of the friends was still alive and as soon as she walked in she said oh hello friend yada yada and used her by name remembered all of this stuff that this little girl could have had no idea about the previous life the friend was completely convinced that was her old friend reincarnated into that little girl so it's weird that children can remember things such as past lives or can see ghosts but when we get older it seems like we lose a lot of that ability and I'm wondering if it has to do with toxifying our brain through the food that we eat or the fact that when we get older we believe less in the spiritual world and we kind of tune it out and we don't really think about it anymore because we have our jobs and everything but that's uh, that's my take on that first story for our second story we've gone to Esquire news and i found this one here and it's called the haunted doll so if you'd like to read the full article please go to esquire.com when you think of haunted dolls it's likely the creepy old victorian looking porcelain kind that springs to your mind right well none of which you probably have laying around still don't get too comfortable around any kids toys too soon a disney frozen elsa doll 
that was gifted for Christmas in 2013 in the Houston area made headlines earlier this year when it seemingly became haunted. The doll recited phrases from the movie Frozen and sang Let It Go when a button on its necklace was pressed. For two years it did that in English, Mother Emily Madonia said. In 2015 it started doing it alternating between Spanish and English. There wasn't a button that changed these, it was just random. The family has owned the doll for more than six years and never changed its batteries. The mother says the doll would randomly begin to speak and sing even with its switch turned off. The family decided to throw the creepy doll out in December of 2019. Weeks later, they found it inside a bench in their living room. The kids insisted they didn't put it there, and I believed them because they wouldn't have dug through the garbage outside, Madonia told KPRC2, Houston News. At that point, Elsa ceased to sing the English rendition of Let It Go, although speaking only Spanish when pressed. The family then double-bagged the bizarre doll and placed it at the bottom of the garbage, which was taken out on the next day. They went on a trip shortly after, but when they returned, Elsa too had come back and was waiting in the backyard of their home. This time, the family mailed Elsa to a family friend in Minnesota who taped the haunted doll to the front bumper of his truck it doesn't seem to have made its way back to Houston yet, as per Madonia's last February Facebook update on the creepy doll. So I have heard of, you know, common modern dolls becoming haunted. All it is is a conduit. I would say that it could be a broken switch uh, going from English to Spanish, or that someone had installed a faulty voice box. The fact that it was able to do it with the switch off is very interesting. The fact that the batteries lasted six years isn't all that surprising because if it wasn't used a whole lot, batteries can last pretty long. Probably would start leaking battery acid, but it, it could happen for six years. The thing that gets me though is the garbage. When you throw something out, probably the first time, yeah, I could see it. I could see the kids maybe digging it out. But when you're tying it up and you put it at the very bottom with all this other trash on top and the garbage day and it still ended up in the house, it's kind of weird. And it's even more weird that they went on vacation and came back and found it in the backyard. So I do not have an explanation for this one. It is a very interesting story and I do recommend people be very careful with their haunted dolls. Um, I always recommend calling a professional. If you love this podcast and would like to see more paranormal adventures, hop over to YouTube and check out Pale Horse Paranormal. There you will find my ghost hunting team, Pale Horse Investigations. I have been a paranormal investigator since 2008. Pale Horse Investigations got its start in 2012. If you like what you see, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you. Our third story comes from countryliving.com and it is about the Bell Witch from Adams, Tennessee. If you're a scary movie lover, you might actually know about The Bell Witch. The films An American Haunting and The Blair Witch Project are both based on the story. Way back in the early 1800s, a man named John Bell moved his family to an area in Tennessee called Red River, which is now known as Adams, Tennessee. After they had settled in a new home, some peculiar things started happening. The Bell family began hearing some bizarre noises, including dog barking, chains rattling, rats chewing, and a woman whistling. Soon that woman became known as the Bell Witch. 
and many people believe she's the ghost of a former neighbor of the Bells, Kate Batts. Bats and the Bells had a dispute over land, and she had sworn vengeance on the Bell family before she died. Later on, Bell died from poisoning, and it is rumored to be the work of the Bell Witch. Our final story comes to us from OutsideOnline.com. Was it people, or was it aliens? Storyteller Doug Avril, retired owner and manager of the Flathead Lake Lodge. Doug Avril grew up as one of eight boys on his parents' sprawling dude ranch, the Flathead Lake Lodge in rural Montana. As a teen, the Avril boys ran wild. We rode around as a little gang of cowboys. He remembers they saddled up and headed off to check cattle on the three giant tracts of land the family managed, which formed a triangle around some of the state's most remote rangelands. On summer in the 1960s, the brothers came across a ghastly sight. There on the ground were three dead cows, neatly arranged in a circle. No obvious wounds were visible, but their reproductive organs had been removed. But there was never any blood. It was almost surgically removed, Avril remembers. During this decade, America was obsessed with aliens, and write-ups in the local newspapers posted that perhaps this was the work of extraterrestrials. People mused that aliens had taken the reproductive organs for testing, but one day Avril and his friends came across a lance in their path. Attached to it was a cryptic note with a threatening message. That's when he thought, it's gotta be people doing this, he says. Then things got really strange. Over the next few days, a series of odd events unfolded. First, the brothers stopped in a local bar to grab a hamburger, leaving their horses in the back of a stock truck. The horses were packed in tightly, and the Avrils were only gone for a few minutes. When they came back, the horse packed in the middle of the truck was mysteriously out, with no signs of struggle. We had no idea how they possibly could have gotten that horse unloaded without unloading all the others, he says. The next day, a new wrangler on the ranch fell off his horse and was badly injured. They'd all been riding together, but not a single other member of the crew saw the incident. It was the weirdest thing, Avril says. The man's injuries were so severe that he was left permanently disabled. Finally, a last terrible thing happened. An old camp cook drove out to meet the brothers and ride for a day. But when he arrived, the tailgate on his stock truck had somehow gone missing, even though it had been there when he'd loaded it up. His horse, Betsy, had fallen out of the truck and had been dragged behind the vehicle for who knows how long. They had to put her down on the spot. To be honest, it just killed him to see what happened to Betsy. We probably should have put him down too, remembers Avril. Those three events were just boom, boom, boom. Three things in a row that were so weird all tied together because they were right after we saw that spear. He remembers three things like the three dead cows left in a circle. Avril used to tell stories from that summer around the campfire quite a lot. But over the years, he's gotten new stories, so They've been shifted out of rotation. Besides, they're awfully grim. But he recently got a call about a down bull, a buffalo. It was in one of the most remote parts of his ranch. A neighbor had seen a pack of 16 wolves. And normally wolves don't bother buffalo, but 16 of them? I thought, well, maybe. He went to investigate. There, lying in a snow-covered field, was the bull. But there was no bullet holes, or teeth marks, or gashes on the corpse. Even stranger, Scavenging animals and birds had not touched it, not even the buzzards, which is really unusual. One other thing was amiss. Its reproductive organs were gone. 
and there wasn't a single footprint in the snow around it, or anywhere along the mile-long walk into the ranch from the nearest road. Ask Avril whether he thinks he's dealing with aliens or humans, and he'll tell you he's pretty sure it's humans, but I'd rather it was aliens, he adds. After that summer back in the 60s, seeing what humans were capable of, he'd pick aliens any day. So my notes on this one, I do think it's odd that it happened in threes. A lot of times, good karma will come back in threes, and bad karma will come back in threes. Uh, it seems to be in a loop of threes for a lot of people. Uh, this has been recorded a lot. So it could have been a witch cursing them. That's an possibility. Or it could have been aliens. The fact that there was a cryptic message makes me think that it was probably a witch. I don't believe that aliens very often leave cryptic messages. So I'm guessing the family had made some witch mad and the witch was hexing them. It is odd, however, that the organs were missing, because that is a very extraterrestrial thing to do. Without knowing what the cryptic message said, it's hard to understand why any human would want to remove organs, possibly as a type of show of power or as a warning sign. On the note that he saw no footprints around the buffalo, it depends on how long it took for him to go out and actually look for the buffalo. It also depends on if it was snowing that day. If it wasn't snowing that day, then yes, footprints should have been found. But if it was snowing, it's possible that the footprints were covered up before he was able to arrive. The fact that he mentions that there are no footprints makes me think that there should have been footprints and that it possibly was not snowing hard enough for them to have been removed. So the fact that there was no footprints at all does lead me to wonder what happened. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode of Curious Things May Happen.